We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Happy Tuesday, CMOS girlies. Welcome back to your favorite podcast. I'm here with Emma. Today's episode's on sunscreen, but we have our little intro topics to get into. So how's it going, dog? Give us your farm recap to start off. Yeah, it's going great. I came back yesterday from my grand old trip to the Midwest. I love microdosing on the Midwest. Um, I went home for a family reunion, but I spent a few days in Omaha first, which was really fun. Went swimming with my dad. Him and I got pedicures together. That was his first Swing. time getting a pedicure, which was a goofy moment. My dad and I are like the same person, so I just feel like I'm hanging out with my best friend whenever I'm Aww. around my dad, which is really special and cute. I'm very grateful to have a good relationship with him because I know that it's not the case with a lot of people. Um, and then yeah, so my friend Sophia, we went to adults night at the zoo. So we just like walk around, drank rose, and like looked at giraffes, and that was also really fun. I feel like for people who don't know about the Mahazu, it's the number one zoo in the U.S. and I think like one of the top five in the world. But they have like this incredible desert dome and like an really amazing aquarium. The entire and the entire time I was walking around, there was like this would be really fun if you were like smoking weed or like were on shrooms or something. So yeah. not that I foresee that in my future, but just giving people ideas. If you ever find yourself in Omaha and are into that type of fun jazz. Um, but then, yeah, the family reunion was a thing that occurred. It very much felt like I was living or experiencing an episode of like the simple life, which is like a very funny early 2000s television series featuring Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton, where they basically like go to small desolate towns and like live with like families and do like yard work. Um, because there was just like this weird, I'm not even gonna get into the details, but there's a lot of like farm demos and I was like, I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, and I was like, you know, dressed in my stupid little New York City downtown Lower East Side rat outfit. outfits. 
Um, the, the food was abysmal per usual. So I'm really happy to be back where I can eat lettuce and tomatoes and all the fiber in the world because vegetables don't exist in Iowa or at least not, um, not in small town, small town farms, but no, it was cool. Like we did like a really fun history deep dive of like my family. And I guess I'm like related to you to Ulysses S. Grant supposedly and like we can trace our family all the way back to the Crusades which I was like damn that's like pretty wild um so shout out family stuff and yeah now I'm back here and I'm just excited to get back into the routine and swing of things I feel like whenever I go on vacation or am gone from New York for a long extended period of time just like holy shit I like can't wait to work and be walking around the city and sweating but how has how have you been I feel like a lot of things have happened to you since I've been gone and off the grid yeah off the grid um I was gonna say about your comment on the zoo I do know that Alma has a really good zoo but uh my friend Rachel works at she's head of content at one of the the one of the six or seven maybe New York City legal dispensaries in the city she has a series called hi I'm high because you can't post oftentimes about weed on social media so she's like had this idea where like we're going to take one of the products that we sell and then I'm going to like narrate what it's like to be on the product so she did one at the freeze art fair and then the second one was at the zoo and so it's really funny um her experience being high at the zoo so I I feel like that'd be a fun experience Emma maybe we should go to the zoo and do that sometime yeah we can take a trip to Omaha and do that or maybe the Bronx Zoo yeah the Bronx Zoo is where she went but um or the state fair. I'm going to be going home to Minnesota probably for the state fair in the end of August. We shall see all the content of me with a turkey leg. Then you walk through the Miracle of Life barn. You watch pigs get like born and then you watch cows get born and then you grab a glass of milk. It's very like remove your consciousness of like eating animals because you're seeing babies be born. It's it's very weird in the Midwest like that with animals. But I've been good. The vertical farm is... um keeping me sane it's like my child I felt really sad I had to leave it today for what I was called in for um which was jury duty um I don't know why I was freaking out I was just like fuck like what the hell are they gonna ask like I have to sit there all day like what am I like oh my god like I work freelance and so all the questions were like how many employers does your employ or how many employees does your employer have and I was like one if I count myself I'll maybe give myself a half of a person one some days when I'm like out of it um how much money do you make in a day I have no idea I don't make consistent income like I could make a lot of money I could make zero for a month straight um and so I was just freaked out about the questionnaire and then I had to be there at 9 a.m and I was like are they going to be a stickler on time like what's up with that am I going to have a lunch break like this whole anxiety of just the unknown and I get there and here's what happened they just show you a video about like be impartial like leave your implicit bias at the door and then you basically sit in a room all day and if someone comes and is like yo we need a jury then they assemble people to go get like questioned to see if they'd be eligible to be on the jury so like if there's a bunch of cases that roll through that day like criminal or civil that don't require a jury you just sit there from nine to five and then you're dismissed and that's like your day of jury duty and you have to do it every you get called every one every four years or something like that so I'm clean for four years but yeah we had a two-hour lunch break like I biked all the way back to my apartment I was just sitting in my apartment I changed outfits and I went back and I was like am I gonna be penalized for like changing fits like this feels weird it felt like when you're in college and you have like a overlap and you go back to your dorm and then you go back to class so I went back to class jury and then at 3 30 they were like well we filled the jury with everyone else in the room because they called like 40 people um and I was like don't fucking call me don't fucking call me like I don't want to do this but then they called like 40 people and so I didn't get called and I screwed my ass home from jury duty but um that was a big W for me because then manically after I finished jury I was able to like set up a bunch of like interviews and like um 
calls and different like tasks and photo shoots and stuff that I have to do. So now I'm back in like girl boss mode, like physical therapy and I have to get this table assembled in my apartment with task rabbit. So my brain is free now that I'm free of the jury, but it's your civic duty. Everyone go, go be in the jury. Yeah. I've never done jury duty duty. I don't, I, I still am like registered with like Nebraska and everything. So I'm like, I don't think oh. I could ever be called for that. Yeah, no, you would probably not unless it was like a serious ass. Like sometimes there's mandatory jury duty. Like some people on their paper had like, you must serve. You can't get an excuse because you can always postpone it. And so sometimes people just like try to postpone it for years and years and years. And then eventually like you have to do it. But that was fun. Um, I did also see the Barbie movie, which I was getting a lot of questions about. Um, also a lot of questions why I got to see it early. I, I don't know. You know, sometimes the cons of being an influencer, the, the that day, the pros outweighed the cons. Um, I got to go early because they invited some people in. So I went to the Barbie Malibu Cafe. And if you don't know, that cafe is harder to get a res at than anything. They are booked until like October for reservations on resi. And the food is all pink and fun and Barbie themed. Um, I did see an infatuation, which is a magazine here that reports on restaurants. The, their food critic went and they're like, the food at the Barbie Malibu Cafe was awful. And I'm like, okay, if I'm pulling up to the Barbie Malibu Cafe, I'm not expecting good food. What was the food like? What was the menu? So we, it was kind of a weird like event where they didn't really close off the restaurant where we were just like in the top area, but there was Where still, the hell like, even is the Barbie Malibu Cafe? Seaport, the worst place in New York City. Um, um, yeah, where we like went with your parents on the ferry. So- um, I get to the Barbie Malibu Cafe. I'm waiting for my friend to pull up. There is like the median age in there is is 11. And I'm like the oldest bitch there. And I'm allegedly there for an event. And the event was like on the top floor. But the bottom, once again, was like people that had reservations like months and months in advance. So it was like all these girlies, like young girlies were decked out in their Barbie shit. I'm there, like clearly decked out in my Barbie shit. But I'm like of the age of 24. And then I'm getting like a little goodie bag from like the influencer event. And they're all like, who's like, what? So it was like funny. And then I went over to the movie and I didn't really know what the plot of the movie was going to be about. Like I'd seen the trailer. I knew Greta Gerwig wrote it, like directed it, but I didn't really have an idea of like what the movie was going to be about. And I would recommend everyone to see it. Um, You're probably going to see it because I feel like there's been so much marketing and everyone just wants to know like what the fuck the movie's actually about. But it was really good. I feel like sometimes with movies about themes of feminism and identity, they can be a little corny. And I actually think this one was very smart and witty. So if like that was my, I think, one bias I had before seeing it where I was like, fuck, it's going to be like some corny, like pink pussy hat shit. But it was really good and really smart. So I recommend that not only women see it, but everyone, all walks of life, all genders, all bodies go see it because it's a really good movie. Yeah, I'm going to drag my boyfriend to go and watch it. He saw Oppenheimer by himself and he really liked it. But I'm like, I I don't know if I, I don't know if I have that enough for me. It's like a three hour long movie, which I could never, but I'm like, yeah, let's go see Barbie. Take me out on a date. Barbie movie. You should not have to pay as a woman. You should not have to pay for your tickets to the fucking Barbie movie. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and then my last comments are on food. Um, not really that interesting. I've been doing the thing that's like a TikTok food thing where you like make savory trail mix kind of where it's like you slice up a bunch of chomps meat sticks and then you do like pecans and crackers and like I put mulberries in there one time and it's just a little good like crunchy bite. Um, I suppose you could use like make it like granola and do oats in it and then you could like put it as like a salad topper. Like I don't know if everyone's seen those salad topper like kits it's you could do a diy moment and then this one brand called drum roll donuts sent me their donuts and they sent me the chocolate flavor i think they have more they're a very new brand on instagram i think pop-up grocer might sell them or something like that but some dtc brand making their donuts there's like 17 grams of protein in them so shout out to that um i just have been enjoying them as my little pre-run snack but 
Um, that's it. Oh, and the other one for food. I've never been to Ralph's. It's a very big ice cream thing, New Jersey, New York. And I went on Saturday um, with my mans and I got a brownie Sunday, which was very like nostalgic, like very healing for me because I feel like a lot of times ice cream places have like maybe a brownie flavor, but you don't get like a full brownie in it. Brownie Sundays are my favorite. And I request that for my birthday dessert every single year because my mom's always like, I will make you whatever you want for dinner and for dessert. And that's what I request. And yeah, it's like hard to find it. And I feel like you could maybe get it at like a steakhouse, but I don't want a brownie yeah. Sunday from a steakhouse. I want to like go to an establishment like McDonald's and just sit down yeah, and have down. a brownie Sunday. And that's and they it. also had like a shit ton of like cookie Sundays and stuff. So um, wow. I think we got to go there more often because also it's a lot cheaper than Morgan Stearns, but it um, probably tastes better. <laughs> it's not as artisanal, whatever the fuck. And we're not artis- we're not like no artisanal ice cream girlies. We're like give me the most basic Midwest yeah thing ever. Yeah, I like want to tap into my inner Midwest self yeah give me the dairy so yeah that's the only food moment tbd on emma and i getting the brownie sundays but um that's it on the the food stuff for me so let's get into the podcast shall we this episode is about sunscreen a lot of the girlies ask about um not only sunscreen but i think greenwashing in general and we've done a few episodes talking about skincare makeup beauty products kind of like what to look out for but i've started to see this merging of like I think more lifestyle products kind of come into wellness. Like I think for a while when I consume wellness content, I only really think about supplements and actual food and dietary choices. But I think since there's like more of a conversation about how like there's toxins in your home, there's toxins in your body, there's toxins on your skincare stuff. This is kind of in the wellness category too. So we're going to do a little ep on sunscreen. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I will call you back and we'll get into the ep. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, CMOS girlies. Today we're here to talk about magnesium, one of our favorite topics. Specifically, let's chat about Magnesium by Moon Juice. I've struggled to find a magnesium supplement to take before bed that has high quality forms of mag and actually tastes good in my bedtime cocktail. Magnesium is your nightcap for relaxation and sleep. It's made with three different bioavailable forms of magnesium and L-theanine, so you know you're getting the best quality sleep supplement in the game. The quality of ingredients are huge to us at CMOS Girlies. The product is 100% traceable, third-party tested, and bioavailable, meaning that your body can easily absorb them. All you have to do is take one teaspoon in water every night when you need to chill, and it comes in two flavors of berry and blue lemon. 
Magnesium by Moon Juice comes with a range of benefits, including relaxation, sleep, brain health, and regularity. As an avid swimmer, I really love that magnesium is formulated with magnesium gluconate because this form of magnesium supports muscle relaxation. Plus, you're also getting L-theanine, which actually promotes alpha wave activity in the brain for calm. So that's really just the cherry on top. If you're interested in trying magnesium for yourself, you can use the code CMOSGRILLIES at checkout for 20% off. Once again, that is CMOSGRILLIES for 20% off your first order. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics, and let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, CMOS girlies. We are back and we are here to talk about sunscreen. So starting off the episode, I don't know if you guys have seen all of the weird sunscreen, anti-sunscreen influencers that have come about, um, primarily on TikTok, I guess some on Instagram and some on Twitter as well. I personally haven't been fed this content, but a lot of CMOS girlies have. And so I've read a few articles and I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? Like what is happening in like the public health and wellness space? Um, So there's like this fear mongering going around and it's this idea that sunscreen causes cancer, skin cancer particularly. And if you hear that, you might be thinking, wait, I thought sunscreen was the thing that would help me not get skin cancer. Like I thought that's why we were wearing it. So there's a few online groups and influencers that have started this trend of claiming that sunscreen is actually harmful for the skin and it doesn't protect against skin cancer, even though there's been years of science-backed research that reports the exact opposite. So let's get into it now. There is a prominent figure in the movement, um, a micro-influencer named Tan Man. Now, if I have to stop there and think about the name, um, what's the carnivore guy's liver king? Um, yeah. I initially man. thought about like the Tin Man from okay. the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, Wizard of Oz, my favorite movie. But um, I feel like his name could be better um, mm-hmm. than Tan Man. Um, kind of a dumb one, but whatever. We'll get beyond that. So he encourages people tan without sunscreen, which I feel like some people say that they're like, I never wear sunscreen. But, you know, he is going further than that. And he's saying that he thinks the product is bad for the skin and the environment. And he thinks that the skin is meant to absorb the full unadulterated power of the sun's rays. So I'll talk a little bit more about it, but I'll give some ideology behind, I think, why these people say this type of thing. Kind of conflates with the carnivore diet people. But 
on Twitter, there's this other popular anti-sunscreen influencer, and they've said that you should ditch sunscreen in favor of maintaining high levels of vitamin D because the vitamin D makes it impossible to develop an autoimmune disease. And they kind of go on this theory that like pharmaceutical companies and healthcare companies, they need you to believe that the sun is bad. Like, you know, the meme of like, we, we sell them the poison. So they have to buy our cures. Like that's the angle that they're going here. It is entirely conspiracy of like, the pharmaceutical consum- companies are making you buy all this sunscreen. It's a fake thing. It's like the carnivore diet people kind of make that comment where they're like, our ancestors, they didn't have, they didn't have um, like protein powder. I got to eat this. They didn't have like stabilizers or they didn't have this in their food. I only can eat raw meat and honey every single day. Um, So it's this like anti-government side, like semi-conspiratorial thing, like not trusting what's going in your body. And so it's weird that there's all these right wing like influencers in the wellness space. Um, There's a podcast called Conspirituality, I believe it's called. I've listened to a few episodes on it um, and I've gotten recommended a ton. I think they've done different seasons on different things. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they talk a lot about like religious kind of this religious oracle within wellness of like you can't trust anything you have to take everything into your own hands and it gets kind of sketchy really fast um but i think mostly with this like fear-mongering and sunscreen they're conflating the real reasons to actually trust big pharma with not real reasons because there's plenty of reasons to think that like the opioid crisis is terrible that like what's happening with fentanyl is terrible in this country and like the Sackler family it's awful but that's not a reason to not wear sunscreen and that's kind of the idea that these people are coming their ideas behind I think this surge in medical misinformation is also brought on like after COVID too like you saw anyone getting on their pedestal and being like the who is bullshit and like we have to take things into our own hands um so yeah it's kind of scary that there's this like paranoia about big pharma and the fda um because the fda is the body that does regulate sunblock products and they are the ones that are continuing to develop this guidance in the u.s another kind of category this will uh, align with is like trad lifestyles i feel like you've probably seen it on like the red scare podcast type things where it's this like lifestyle that like you have to be a traditional wife and whatever, whatever, but it's coupled the idea that ancestors didn't use sun protection. Um, and so there's another kind of group of people that are going to be like the clean living people that say like sunscreen might have harmful things that are equivalent to seed oils and they're toxic and you shouldn't eat this. So the three camps of kind of the anti-sunscreen people are going to be like trad wife that like, we don't need sunscreen the dudes that are like the bro masculine, like just go look in the sun directly type vibes. And then the last ones are going to be like toxic. Like this is like putting seed oils on your body. So that's what the sunscreen industry now has to kind of deal with, I suppose. But um, according to Harvard Health Publishing, they were talking about vitamin D of the guy saying that like vitamin D is all you need to prevent skin cancer. Vitamin D is not effective at preventing any sort of disease or autoimmune disease um only 9.5 percent of people or 9.5 of people actually wait 0.095 percent of people seeing any sort of decrease in risk after taking vitamin d supplements so i wouldn't suggest that being your only thing to get rid of um things like skin cancer and other illnesses um and according to the american academy of dermatology who kind of makes like consumer guidelines about sunscreen 
Sunscreen should be applied every day, regardless of race, age. It should be applied every two hours of outdoor swimming or sweating. And this has kind of been the common knowledge for a very long time. I'll get into more like about the FDA later about like how they kind of update guidelines and stuff. But using sunscreen every day has been well known that it directly lowers your risk of developing melanoma by 50%. It reduces risk of developing squal. I'm going to mispronounce this squamous cell carcinoma, which is a type of skin cancer. And melanoma is this aggressive form of skin cancer. It's one of the most prominent cancers in the United States. And over 1 million Americans are diagnosed with it every single year. So cancer is very serious. Uh, One in five Americans will develop skin cancer in their lifetime. 80 to 90% of all skin, skin, skin cancer diagnoses are also associated with UV radiation. And sunscreen protects the skin by preventing the sun's UV rays from absorbing into the skin. So most medical research out there would suggest that sunscreen is good and you should be wearing it if you have any literature that would suggest the opposite please send it our way but i'm pretty sure that like none of this is grounded in any sort of science out there yeah and on top of wearing sunscreen you should maybe consider not tanning even though i'm sure people will continue to do so no matter what we say on this podcast episode i feel like it's such a thing back in the midwest to tan and i feel like as i've gotten older i don't care about it as much and that's largely part because I live in New York and there's not many opportunities to go tanning because I am not tanning in any of the any of the parks out here because like that like freaks me out but yeah yeah, we got a few questions about like is it bad to tan is it bad to get burned like does this mean your SPF is going to like wear off and like can your SPF like still let you tan so like is tan is like a sign of DNA damage and skin damage and it's really once the skin is exposed to like a UV radiation it really increases this production of melanin which is like the same pigment that colors our hair and nails and it's like a way of protecting our body from burning and so this like increased production is really to protect the skin from any further potential damage or burning and like as the uv rays penetrate the skin the pigment production goes into overdrive and it like really acts as this protective shield and barrier um and this will of course it's like this effect is like less dramatic if you're wearing sunscreen so you'll get like less tan so like if you are wearing spf and you do tan like you're probably not going to get as tan as like the girl who's wearing nothing because she wants to get like as tan as possible and i think also it's like very interesting how like getting tan is like such a beauty standard that you know exists and is like very prevalent in like the summertime and it would be interesting kind of like understand the history and like rise of all of that um kind of getting back on track I don't want people to think like, oh, I can never go outside without sunscreen and like I can never tan or anything like you should still spend plenty of time outside because it's such like an integral way to get vitamin D, especially since a lot of us work and live inside right now. But there's a lot of smart ways to do that. Like you can go and get like your morning sunlight probably without sunscreen, like in the early hours of the day. But then during like those peak hours, like you should definitely be wearing sunscreen. And like if you're not going to be like really try to limit your exposure to maybe like five, 10, 15 minutes. Um, And, like, vitamin D is, like, really important for, like, the immune system. It helps build bone. Um, It also is, like, anti-inflammatory. So there's so many, so many benefits. And you can't really bank on only getting that production from, let's say, your diet or from supplementation as well. And just because you are wearing SPF does not mean that you're, like, naturally going to be protected from getting burnt or experiencing any DNA damage because you can still get some sort of color, which is still an indicator that there is some damage on the skin. And again, you should be reapplying every two hours. But like on top of that, also consider wearing a hat or sit under an umbrella. And if you're someone who's like, I do really like want to get tan. There's like so many like self tanner products that I'm sure there's plenty of other natural and natural ones as well that you can totally do to get that nice glow without totally ruining your skin. 
Yeah. And it's like, if you go on a walk outside, you're exposing yourself to the sun. Like you don't have to be like laying down. I, for myself, at least I can't lay in the sun. Like I just get like really hot and irritated and annoyed. So tanning is not like an enjoyable pastime for me. Really. I have to be kind of like playing a sport or doing something to just get a lot of sun exposure, but reapply your SPF. So now to get into how to choose a sunscreen, I think this is where people are probably lost, like within the whole like wellness influencer space where there's like a lot of products. Also want to disclose that I do work for the company Supergoop from time to time. So my opinions on them, they are not paying me to say anything in this episode. Like I don't have like their handbook of like, Kate, you have to say this in the podcast and whatever. Like I can say whatever the fuck I want about them. Um, if I'm doing an ad, like, yeah, there's script that I have to adhere to, but like they don't know that I'm like making this. I mean, like, yeah, they like know that I'm making this episode, but it's like not that it's not a it's not a sponsored podcast episode. So I will say that for the girlies that are curious. So how to choose a sunscreen, the environmental working group, if you don't know, they make different guides for consumer and environmental protection, like things like we're talking about with sunscreen guides, they'll make guides on like water and any sort of household product that you might have. They're really a really good nonprofit organization in the U.S. Um, They have a sunscreen guide that you can get for free. You just have to like write your email and they'll email a PDF to you. They've been at the forefront of evaluating sunscreen products for more than 17 years. And after doing so, they finally were like, let's make a guide. And so they have what are called like EWG verified sunscreens. They're free from chemicals of concern that they have deemed concerning. And then they're made with the highest expectations of transparency. And so in their little like PDF guide, I got it in my email and I read it. Um, In 2007, they said that the FDA failed to establish like newer safety standards for sunscreen to ensure that toxic chemicals aren't being used. And so that's why they created the guide because they're like, okay, the government isn't doing this in a timely fashion. We need to make a better guide for consumers. Um, And so their standards are kind of taken from your up. The European Commission recommends that the ratio measured of UVA protection to SPF should be at least one third. And that's a lot different than kind of the language that we use in like the US to talk about SPF. Like I feel like people just know like SPF 30 or SPF 90 or whatever. Like it's not, you don't actually think about like UVA protection and SPF. And so all of their products like require that the sunscreen is tested to have this certain UVA protection. And that's like most, the most damaging rays that come from the sun. Unlike other sunscreens on the markets, the one that they verify must enclose their, disclose all of their ingredients on the label and avoid ingredients that are there on acceptable substances. So they have this whole list of like any sort of toxic product on their website. It's like a separate little guide. If you're a girly that loves like lists and guides and info, you'll love their website. This guide that they have just talks about every single toxic chemical under the sun that relates to anything in the world. So there's a whole document that's probably like a hundred pages long with just toxic chemicals. And then it will say like what this product appears in. So none of the sunscreens have any of the chemicals on that, like much larger list kind of in the background of this whole like sunscreen, I suppose, like, like what is the best sunscreen thing? There's still no agreed upon definition of a natural organic sunscreen. And I feel like the CMOS girlies will get that at this point. It's the same way that natural and organic and clean and non-toxic are thrown around in skincare and makeup products. They pretty much don't mean anything. Like if you're seeing like clean on a product. So I would just disregard that and kind of go to this EWG guide and look at what they actually deem as like a safe product for you. The last time a major SPF like memorandum type thing was written was in 1999 and there was this provision in like 2011 to sort of cap the maximum protection factor so all SPFs have to be at SPF 50 but this whole data hasn't really been updated in a while so the EWG says that like we need more like 
research on this. We need more clinical um, trials on sunscreen and we need more clear definitions for brands to go by because right now it still is the wild west in terms of like sunscreen products. So if you are shopping for a sunscreen and you want to know some basic sunscreen jargon, um, SPF stands for sun protection factor, and that will be on a bottle. And that indicates how well the product prote- protects against UVB rays, which is what gets you sunburn. So that's why you should reapply every two hours so that you're preventing the sub- sunburn. The higher the number is going to be the longer that you can stay out in the sun without getting burned. Um, now I'm going to talk more here about like what bad ingredients could be and like what clean brands could be. And then I'll talk a little bit about like the difference between mineral and, um, chemical sunscreen, which I feel like people have probably heard about as well. So the FDA in 2021 proposed some recent updates to sunscreen regulations after this whole like EWG guide came out. They said that zinc oxide and titanium dioxide are classified as safe and effective. And there's these other 12 ingredients that all have like scientific names, whatever the hell, that are not generally not recognized as safe due to insufficient data. So it's things like oxybenzone and elzifarzone and stuff like that um a big one to pay attention to is oxybenzone it can cause some allergic skin reactions it behaves like a hormone disruptor and that's kind of the only credibility that i would say like the fringe like anti like sunscreen is toxic people have the only credibility they really have is that like some of these ingredients actually are becoming hormone disruptors endocrine disruptors but we still don't have enough data to clinically or to clearly like prove that yet um, you'd have to use a lot of these ingredients in order to get an ill effect. It's kind of the same thing with artificial sweeteners. Like no one is consuming like one cup of monk fruit or one cup of stevia. You're not actually putting like that much of this like chemical on you. So we need more data on that. Um, the EWG just basically says like avoid things like oxybenzone and these other 12 ingredients, which you can get on their guide. Don't get any SPF above 50, opt for lower SPFs, and then look for zinc oxide in the product. Um, Another thing is reef safe. Like you should be able to find this on the physical product. If the product has the zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, they will be reef safe. These are going to be mineral products. SPFs that use things like physical UVA and physical UVB filters, those are going to be reef safe. The chemical versions of those are going to be linked to coral reef deterioration. So if you're going on a trip or something like that and you're looking for a sunscreen, this is going to be something you can easily find. There's a ton of guides about reef safe stuff on the internet. Um, And basically just it's harmful to sea life and leads to coral bleaching. So don't wear that type of sunscreen. Um, The next type, next uh, area of sunscreen I want to talk about is mineral versus chemical. So to give you the lowdown, chemical is probably the one that you're used to that is like the the white kind of glue looking ass sunscreen. I don't really know what texture it's like, but it protects the skin from first absorbing UV light. It transforms that into some other energy such as heat. Mineral sunscreens, which are going to be the zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, as I mentioned, they sit on your skin and they provide protection using filters to block or deflect UV light. So a a benefit of using chemical sunscreens, the more traditional ones, is that their ability helps um, defend your deeper layers of your skin, including things like collagen fibers and other other tissues it helps with aging effects and it helps with like penetration from things that will cause you to burn like sunburn on your skin but a drawback of the chemical sunscreen is that they're much thinner and they rub off easily and they have to be reapplied more consistently like if you go in the water after having those like you 
pretty much need to reapply. Um, a more serious drawback of using the chemical sunscreen is that they do absorb really well into the skin and bloodstream. And so that's where the research needs to be done because it's very unclear um, if these chemicals are going to be linked to health conditions. But we do know that they enter the body and many of like the chemicals we think could be endocrine receptors one day. So that's just something to pay attention to. Overall, mineral sunscreens that use titanium dioxide and zinc oxide are going to be safest for you. They're going to be much more safe and eco-friendly for the, the rays. They sit on top of the skin and they reflect the sun rays directly. So I would look out for a good mineral sunscreen um, if you're looking for one on the on the market out there. Yeah, and I know finding the right sunscreen for you is like such an annoying process, especially because a lot of people are so sensitive. And like, I know for me, like sunscreen can definitely hurt my eyes. And so we got a few questions kind of related to that and burns and, you know, acne as well. So kind of getting into the skincare portion of this. Um, So the reason that sunscreen can potentially hurt your eyes is because this is going to be mostly prevalent if you're using like a chemical sunscreen and it's really due to like the preservatives and chemicals that are in these sunscreens. They really can cause like an intense stinging feeling. Avobenzone is like one of the chemicals that irritates when it comes in contact with your eyes. So if that is something that you're experiencing, definitely look at the ingredient list of the sunscreen that you're using and maybe try switching over to a mineral sunscreen. Or if you do still prefer using a chemical sunscreen, try to find one that doesn't have that active ingredient. Um, and just in general, to like really avoid eye pain, the best bet here is going to be using the mineral sunscreen and especially minerals, mineral sunscreens that contain titanium dioxide and zinc oxide as they won't sting your eyes, especially when you're sweating. And then two, like fragrance free will be the best option, especially if you are sensitive. And a lot of sunscreens on the markets, a lot of, you know, the more generic ones are going to be made more for your body and not necessarily made for like your eye area. So I also highly suggest like finding an eye specific or face specific sunscreen. I know that, you know, Supergoop has like that under eye sunscreen. I'm sure there's plenty of other um, brands out on the market as well that do make similar products. So you at least know that like this is safe for the eye area. And then for why sunscreen might make some people burn, this is likely going to be like an allergy or sensitivity to one of the ingredients, whether that's like a fragrance, a UV absorber or preservative. Um, also to like taking certain, certain medications or using like other topical lotions or creams can also increase the sensitivity for individuals, but there's different types of basically, um, I want to say allergic reactions that people can experience. So there's going to be the contact dermatitis, and this would be like an itchy rash that's caused by the direct contact with a substance. And this is non non-allergic. And this is like the most common sunscreen reaction that many people can experience, and the sign of like an irritant contact dermatitis can include like mild redness, itching or stinging. And this tends to appear almost immediately after applying sunscreen and only where the sunscreen is specifically applied. So if you're also someone who has a history of eczema, you have likely experienced this before just because you're put more at a greater risk for experiencing this type of reaction. But then there's allergic contact dermatitis, and this is like going to be less common and occurs in people who have developed an actual sensitivity to an ingredient. And this sensitivity, it can occur even if you have not had a reaction in the past. And this is because like allergies can develop over time and it can take like multiple days or year or years of like constant use of a sunscreen product to eventually develop an allergy. Again, a lot of the symptoms here will be pretty similar to contact dermatitis. So like itching, swelling, and blistering. But one thing to note here is that it can also spread to other areas of your body. So if you do experience this, like don't use that sunscreen because your body's having some sort of reaction. 
And again, like it's going to come down to like looking at the ingredients, experimenting with the chemical and um, mineral. We have like a history of like terrible skin issues in my family. And so we always had to use like the janky, ugly brands when we were growing up because like otherwise we would all just like break out in hives essentially. Um, And then like, why does sunscreen make me break out? This was another question that we got. Like I said earlier, a lot of like the mass sunscreen brands are intended for the body versus the face. So again, just like make sure you're getting a product that is specifically formulated for the face. And if you are someone who is prone to breakouts, once again, mineral sunscreens might be the best option for you. This is because like zinc oxide is anti-inflammatory and helps regulate the sebum production in your skin. Really like the main issue with like chemical sunscreen is that you're potentially increasing the irritation and inflammation cycle. That shows up as you break out. This is mainly from the ingredients that are used. But I know a lot of people don't enjoy mineral sunscreens because it's like thick and it usually like leaves that like white cast on your skin and they don't absorb as easily. So if you are worried about like mineral sunscreen, like clogging your pores, because it just sits, sits on your face, which I know is like such an uncomfortable feeling, especially when you're like out in the sun and like sweating, you can definitely look for SPF formulas that are non-comogenic, which basically means that there should be no ingredients that can potentially clog your pores. And then like other ingredients that you can look out for on sunscreen products include like niacinamide, um, ceramide, squalane, and then fragrance-free as well. So it definitely does suck that you have to do a little investigative work to figure out what is in what sunscreen product. Um, I'm sure if you like go online and search best dermatologist approved sunscreens, you will have a good chance there and finding a good product. Um, but also too, like sunscreen can come and be helpful in terms of like people who have had acne in the past. And this is because like people who do have acne, you're typically have experienced some sort of like scarring or hyperpigmentation. So it's like the red or purple marks that are left on your skin and they can last longer and get darker when you are exposed to the sun. So it really does help in reducing your risk if you are wearing sunscreen, because otherwise like those spots will last forever. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I know like some people don't love how that looks on their body and maybe makes you feel a little self-conscious. Um, but yeah, I feel like I haven't had many issues with like breaking out from sunscreen. So I can't really provide any personal anecdotes. I use the glow screen from Supergoop right now. And then I have used the mineral one in the past that I also enjoy, but it really is like so much trial and error. I also use the CeraVe daily moisturizer that naturally has SPF in it. Um, So, you know, there's so many different ways to get your SPF product in. Yeah. I have a lot of Supergoop, as I mentioned before. I've also tried the brand Vacation. Um, I've also tried the brand Basque. And then my Say Beauty moisturizer has SPF in it. So I've tried a lot of like tinted moisturizer type stuff. And like Emma said, it is trial and error because I like care more, I think, when I put sunscreen on my face than on my body. I know that body acne is a big thing. I've been lucky enough where like if I go on a run and I put on my Supergoop, that's like a it's um a chemical sunscreen it doesn't really cause me to break out or anything and I'm not going swimming in an ocean with dolphins so I like feel fine about it but yeah I feel like you guys shouldn't be like worried about sunscreen like there's other things in the world to be worried about um and if you have a body of research that suggests that sunscreen is like the worst thing ever like let me know but I don't think that exists yet So I'm curious to like, yeah, see what people think about sunscreen, because I don't feel like this was even like a point of contest like five years ago of people questioning sunscreen. Yeah, I'm also very curious on to what 
products or brands you guys utilize i feel like there's so many on the market and sunscreen is just like one area that i don't pay attention to yeah um, there's too many things going on in my silly little head or the girl yeah that, i think like, like live- the cldr is that sunscreen is safe there's way more benefits to wearing it than not wearing it make sure you wear it year round too you gotta wear it in the winter you gotta wear it in the fall you gotta wear it in the spring even if it's cloudy out yeah i was gonna say also the girlies that live in California in warmer climates on beaches and stuff like where you have to wear SPF all the time, like, please let us know because you like our two season girlies. That's what I'm thinking of primarily. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what a special little pod um, for us um, after, you know, your little trip and hectic week over here. But thank you, girlies, for listening. Emma, you got any exciting evening plans? um i don't i'm gonna shower i'm gonna do some things for merch which we're very excited about yeah, merch is merch. coming soon so definitely be on the lookout for that on instagram it'll be like pre-sale model so you don't want to miss out because yeah you never know when merch is coming back you never know we never know you never know either <laughs> um yeah but it's gonna be cute i'm excited for you guys to see it i feel like with the cms girlies moments we've been seeing more of your life and i'm excited for the to like witness more of the merch out in the world so yeah, definitely. We will we will have the posts. We will thread it out. We will Instagram post. We will post in Geneva once we have the merch stuff. So don't you worry. Yes. But other than that, I hope you all have a beautiful, lovely Tuesday and we will see you again next week on the pod. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>